This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. A very scary thing happened this past week that affected myself and my family. There was a cyber attack on Change Healthcare that impacted the country's prescription services. I was on the phone with my pharmacy trying to get a prescription filled, and for many days I was told that the insurance coupon that helps cut the out-of-pocket charges were not coming up on the computer systems, and therefore the drug that I was trying to access would be, get this, $1,000. I couldn't believe this wasn't a bigger story, and so I went on social media to ask if anyone else was being affected by this, and I wasn't the only one being asked to shell out hundreds, if not thousands of dollars because of the cyber hack. I knew it was something I wanted to bring up on the podcast, so I contacted my friend, Linda Witzel, who has been a pharmacist for over 30 years in New Jersey and has been providing medication for nursing homes. She told me this cyber attack has hit them hard, with our seniors being affected the most. I also wanted to catch up with Linda, who wrote an eye-opening piece on Medium a few years ago I highly recommend called, Our Seniors Are Still in Danger and It's Not COVID. A timely conversation with a very important message and warning that this kind of thing will happen again, and we need to prepare and protect ourselves and our family. Here is Linda Witzel on the Janice Dean podcast. Linda Witzel, thanks for being on with me today. Uh, You're the perfect person to explain in layman's terms what the heck has happened uh, to the pharmacies and why is it so hard to get our prescriptions filled? Thank you, Janice. Um, Well, thank you for that. I don't know if I'm the perfect person, but I will definitely try to... Um, meet those expectations. <laughs> so, you know, it, healthcare is so complicated with medicines, insurance, Medicare, and what happened with Change Healthcare. Um, is Can I crazy. ask you and, what Change Healthcare is? Because I don't understand what that is either. Sure. So, Change Healthcare is actually a clearinghouse. So there are a number of clearinghouses. It's similar to the way the Dow and the stock operate with uh, the financials. Okay. It's a it's a way that electronic transmissions, um, different types of medical claims, whether it be from the hospitals for uh, physical therapy, for prescriptions, for all sorts of clinical services. Okay. And they are like everybody submits through their insurance, it goes through them. And they do all sorts of uh, making sure it's going to get paid, um, identifying problems. And they happen to be like one of the largest clearinghouses. Um, They were, um, I think they they take care of about 70% 
of the medical uh, health care in the country. Wow. So it's huge. Um, they they were just uh, Optum just purchased them back last year. And when that happened, that did send some challenges in the industry. Now, I'm a small player and I service nursing homes. Yes. But it, it, everything, it, it all runs, it all rolls down the hill yes. when there's a problem. Yes. And we work on um, such small margins that we're counting every dollar that we submit, et cetera. So when this breach came through, um, I guess it was last Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Um, supposedly, they knew or United Health had identified that there was a possible um, cyber attack. And then then they then they said, okay, yes, we believe we have this. And what they did was they disconnected from the server. And that is how we all sort of I knew that we weren't able to process certain claims. Not all claims and not all pharmacies have had a huge impact, but if you were part of Change Healthcare as using them as your clearinghouse and you had certain claims, you are not able to identify if if you can get paid, when you can get paid, if it's payable. Okay. So um, that's really the the challenge. Like again, I'm a small player. I have a I have a small amount, but it stops the process of moving forward with the business. Um, A lot of uh, flu vaccine. Now, we're not really doing a lot of flu right now, but anything, any uh, medication that is billed through your Medicare uh, program, like Medicare Part B, that's going to go through that clearinghouse. And so I've heard people identify that they weren't able to get their uh, medication. They had to pay out of pocket. Yes, so, you know, from independents, uh, CVS and Walgreens, they've everybody's experienced it. And they're all supposed to be having, you know, they're to have some type of contingency plan. Um, <laughs> but we have no idea when it we're going to come back up. That's we were scary. Still not up. Yeah, it, it's really scary because one of the things a friend of mine who's in cybersecurity, when these breaches take place, um, you know, people say, OK, we're going to uh, close down the network. The problem is, is that once they've gotten into your system and you close the network down, they're inside your system already. Oh. You know, it's like having a, a burglar come in your house. And you're going to lock all the doors with them. Oh now they're God. in. Wow. So I, I guess the question is, like, what you know, how much damage has been done yes. and how how are they going to rectify this there there have been some workarounds um for example the um uh the veterans uh hospitals and clinics and tricare is the insurance carry that covers the veterans they also uh have experienced the problem but they're uh they're planning to process all claims manually now manual claim submission is horrendous mm-hmm. and you you'd almost have to have a couple of people you know on your staff just to get that process through um so it's it's you know again our when we found covid and we found all the holes in our current system here this is just another 
example of really not being prepared or technology just way ahead of where where we need to be. Don't go anywhere. We'll have more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Why isn't there more coverage of this? That, I mean, listen, I work at Fox News and, you know, I haven't seen a lot of it on our channel. I'm just the girl that does the weather, so I don't really <laughs> decide on what we cover. But that's fascinating to me as well, because this is affect, it affected my family. Uh, it affected your business and you work with the elderly and seniors. We should all be very worried about something like this. Most people don't really understand anything behind the curtains Correct. of the healthcare. Correct. You know, one of you know, consolidation and mergers and acquisitions have affected the healthcare industry dramatically. And this this you know, acquisition by Optum, you know, is is huge. So it's it's all about, you know, they just they talk about taking care of the payers. If you if you pull up any articles about the Optum purchase, the CEO, it, it seems that they're, you know, they're they've been they're doing this because it's gonna make an easier transition, better communication with healthcare records and payers and benefit managers. But nobody really understands how that really works. Yeah. And now there's less competition. You know, there's no real backup. It's like when, you know, uh, we we had a, a, a situation where, unfortunately, there was a hacker, um, a, a bad group that um, our state, you know, our, the FBI were watching and it pinged into one of our accounts, into one of our IP addresses. So... You know, with that, you have to, you know, identify, have your security and you have to, like we have like second uh, authentication processes. Now, you can't even get it into your system without going through, um, you know, a lot of hoops. But I, I really think the average person doesn't really understand the process. And I, I think if more people got it, then maybe there'd be more change or acknowledgement that something has to be done. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because the pharmacist that I spoke with, he's he just said he's like, in my 25 years, and you've been doing this for a long time, he's never seen something like this th last this long. You know, if it happens, it goes for a couple of hours and they're able to, you know, put some Band-Aids on it, I guess. But this yep. today we're talking on Tuesday. It's been almost a week and nothing's been yep. fixed. Yeah, which makes and and there's not a lot of conversation from Change Healthcare or updates on from on if you go on to Optum uh, on their website, it's they're being very closed mouth and you can't reach anybody. 
Right. You know that I mean, in in all of these situations for the different insurance plans, the clearing houses, when you have a problem, you hardly ever get to speak to a human Correct. being. You know, everything is email us and we'll get back to you. Yep. And, you know, healthcare isn't like that. If you waited for that, you could die. <laughs> right. So oh. my husband had to go to the doctor's office to speak with somebody there because I was on the phone trying to get a human being and wasn't able to. And they were like, well, you know, you could have emailed through the chart and I didn't have access to this was my for my son and I couldn't get access to his chart because he's a minor. So at me as a parent, I was unable to email his doctor because he's a minor. I mean, it's insane. So my husband had to drive to the doctor's office to speak to a human being. And they were, you know, they were mortified uh, because he taught, he told them what the price of the drug was out of pocket. By the way, it was a thousand dollars. And so he was able to get a similar drug uh, that we were able to access from a different pharmacy. But we we had to do this to ourselves. So frustrating. And I can't even imagine. I, I posted it on social media this week. You know, a young woman saying she had to pay $450 for her inhaler. And now she's, you know, even more in debt. Linda, it's infuriating. Yeah. yeah it, and all, all of the high-end drugs are not hardly ever covered well. Yeah. You know, when we talk about preventative medicine, mm -hmm. um, if we actually really believed in value-based care and and doing the preventative be at, at first step, we would save thousands and thousands of dollars uh, in in claims. But I mean, <laughs> inhalers. I don't think you can buy an inhaler other than the original, like albuterol. Anything, anything of the newfound products that are on the market, they're $300, $400. But you don't have that. People don't have that kind of money they to don't. do that. They don't. And not now, especially now yeah. with, with what's going on. Yeah. You know, it's, and it's always, you know, what about the person who is the elderly person who lives at home? Correct. And they have no idea. They don't even know how to do their billing you know, or how to ask questions. So many have gotten hoodwinked into changing their plans and realize that their plans are terrible for them. So it's, yeah, it, it, it's just crazy. I have a great billing team and they are constantly, you know, talking with family members and, you know, trying to assist them to get into the right uh, situations. They just don't know. Mm -hmm. they and they don't give know. up and they give up. Right. I mean, it's yeah, I, yeah it's I, I, I'm speechless because it I just feel so bad for people that don't understand the technology that can't get on a computer and email someone or can't contact a real live person to talk to someone. Uh, and it's it just seems to be getting worse. What is I and forgive me. If, to the audience that already know, maybe knows this, but what is Optum? Because I've noticed that Optum has taken over a lot of our care facilities uh, that, you know, where our our kids' doctors are, where I go to the doctor. What So is Optum in charge of big uh, you know, offices now? 
Yeah, they they are a heavy duty. Um, they have a number of different like subsidiaries. They're health. They're the insurance. They're 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 the big players. Yeah. You know, it's like when you talk about Caremark and um, like when CVS bought Caremark and Express, they're their own PBMs. They're their own pharmacy. They have their own wholesaler. So it's it's these, you know, companies that just explode and they 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 cover everything. Benefits verification, claim submissions. Um, they do, you know, they they have everything and you don't even know where to go with it. Um, or how to navigate. Yes. And and that's, again, the average person doesn't really know that that's going, that that's going on. Yes. They don't even know who's behind it. They No, I don't. I'm going into a computer that says Optum and putting in my password and I see my children, but I can't get into their, some of their uh, portals. And, you know, when I bring my kids to their doctor's appointments, the receptionists now are like, no, you have to you have to log in when you come in and say that you're here instead of going through an actual human being. <laughs> yeah. And, and I think, again, it's uh, most I mean, I, I'm I grew up in an era when doctors were always the right uh, they they you never questioned. Yes. And we always looked at healthcare as. Healthcare was to to take care and to do right by us, right? Mm-hmm. But what's happened is healthcare is not really run by healthcare professionals. They're run by financial entities, and it's you know like anything else, it's about the dollars, it's about the money, and when Optum. Um, acquired change healthcare. It was about acquiring and gaining access to data from millions of healthcare transactions, which covered huge areas of the US population. Um, Their intent, they stated, was to connect and simplify clinical, administrative, and payment processes, right, for healthcare providers and payers. But it really gained them huge leverage so that they could, you know, control our healthcare, Mm. right? So it's about data mining. And it's every time you turn around, it's somebody's collecting your data, using it to, to profit. And like I pay every time I submit through Change Healthcare, it's 50 cents a transaction. For you, for your business. Yeah, for me, for me. Mm-hmm. And when Optum bought Change Healthcare, we had to actually set up and deal with uh, the integration into, uh, you know, the, the format. So everything cost the providers dollars. Yeah. Now I I wonder if we're going to get any kind of relief on on this. Yeah. <laughs> I doubt it. No, I mean and I asked the pharmacist I said, "Okay, well, if I pay this incredibly horrible amount of money, when the system is back up, will you refund me?" And they were like, "We don't know. We can't tell you that." <laughs> right. So this is going to come probably come back to your insurance because 
somebody like it's interesting sometimes the insurances will um you know retro like when covid vaccines were no longer free from the government and the insurance companies um had you know you had to buy it as a pharmacy and then you had to see if the insurance of that individual was going to cover it it wasn't a slam dunk mm -hmm. and what happened was during that time not all the insurance companies were uploaded into the system. So there were times when people went to the pharmacy, they wanted to get their new COVID vaccine and they had to pay out of pocket and they were not going to be able to get reimbursed for that. Wow. Which is ridiculous. What a I can't mess. imagine. Yeah, it's a mess. I mean, I, I would... I wouldn't be shocked if they said you couldn't, but they should. Yeah, it they be should. The right thing to do. You've you've paid for that insurance. Yeah, somebody has to make good on that. Mm hmm. So where? So it. Where do we go? go? I mean, I, you know, you've explained this to me. So you know, what if I want to email Optum and say I'm not happy? Like, I don't like what you're doing. Uh, I can't get in touch with a, a normal person and I don't know why I have to pay this amount of money for a prescription when I have been working this long for an employer that is supposed to have health care for me to provide, um, you know, incentive for my family to be able to survive. Yeah, that's the magic. That's the million dollar question, Janice. I mean, we need to get legislators um to understand we need to to get people behind this it's like you have to create an entire um group to really you know every the more people who are aware who can can stand up and say things and get to the right people and know that they're not going to put up with it mm -hmm. but it, it's almost like the train has left the station, Yeah, you know, um, but everything, everything has been broken uh, in our healthcare system and we have to get a grip on it. I mean, the MedD plans in New Jersey, there are only two benchmark plans and a benchmark plan is the plans that New Jersey um says, okay, these are the plans that we're going to pay for those Medicaid patients, those MedD dual patients. It, last year, I think we had six or seven. Now we have two. Mm. And in, in again, New Jersey, I live, uh, there's a program called PAAD Gold. Um, if you had a MedD plan and you were eligible and it's based on finances, for PAAD, then PAAD would cover and and you would end up only paying, say, $5 for your copay versus maybe $40 with just the MedD plan. Mm -hmm. Well, two major pharmaceutical companies. So the way the state works is if the manufacturer gives a rebate back to the state, then those drugs will be in the program or in the formulary. And that's how all of the formularies used to work. So, you know, again, our choices are getting are limited and 
you know, I thought far, I thought we were supposed to get a better handle on on big pharma, but it it doesn't seem that that's the case, Mm-mm. you know. And it's it's still, you know, I don't have big pockets, but maybe if, if everybody gets together, maybe we maybe we can do our own GoFundMe to uh, to get ourselves in front of people. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, listen, I know I feel. I've, you know, I want to do something, you know, that's why I know you and you can explain things. And you've been in this business for a long time. You say, you know, you have a small clientele, obviously, but you're trying to make a difference, Linda. And that is important uh, to me. And it's frustrating. You know, I I hope that it gets uh, fixed. But in the meantime, I want to know what happened. Like, okay, it's fixed, but who hacked in and who's still in there and who has all of our information and what are you going to do about it? You know, like it's infuriating and, and you're right. I mean, it, people don't understand. So when your eyes glaze glaze over, when you're talking to, (laughs) you know, about all of this stuff that we don't understand, because I, I think they make it hard so that we don't question anything. Yeah. Uh, exactly. I mean, in some of the uh, articles that I've read regarding this security, they they don't want to identify the group, but there's been conversation that it's one of the, you know, the biggest hackers uh, in the country. So, I mean, it's just so scary. Yes. There's been numerous breaches in numerous companies, Medicare, um, and, you know, when people talk about protecting their information, uh, your information is out there already. Yep, absolutely. I don't, I don't think you can really protect much anymore. Nope. Um, I agree. So I agree. And, you know, the headlines yeah. this week was the the cell phone thing that we couldn't take. We couldn't have calls on right. our cell phone for a couple of hours. Meanwhile, there are people in our health care and like knowing everything that we have inputted about our lives into the healthcare system. That is a bigger story. Right. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I, 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 I wish I knew exactly what to do or how to do it. I am searching for that, trying to put things together, you know, pulling information, documenting, trying to get to the right people. Um, it's, it's, it's almost a full-time job to do that. Mm -hmm. And unfortunately, I have a full-time job like you do. Don't go anywhere. We'll have more of the Janice Dean podcast right after this. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. On the same topic of you trying to help people, um, you know, you and I connected uh, during the COVID uh, tragedy because, like you said, you help seniors and the elderly with their pharmaceutical needs, their prescriptions. And, you know, you've been trying to raise awareness on how this has been a broken system and COVID exposed it. Um, You told me that you were working on a documentary. Is that still happening or how's that process? (laughs) 
Yeah, I'm still, I'm, I started writing this probably about two years ago, two or three years ago, and I just keep gathering more information. I'm not sure exactly how I'm going to put it together. It's really about the history in the in the nursing home and, and dealing with the players that have, and over the years that have hurt many, many people due to bad practice and basically corruption. Mm -hmm. um, it's a, it's, I'm working on it and I'm trying to make sure that I get all my facts straight. I talk to a lot of people. I, um, you know, I've been watching uh, a couple of the nursing homes in New York. Uh, Letitia James filed suit against them. Mm -hmm. um, but what was interesting is many of those players that were identified in that lawsuit are also players in New Jersey mm. and not, nothing has happened with them. Really? And they're in so many different areas. They're also in the pharmacy area. Um, you know, there there's not a lot of there's a lot of loopholes in in current laws that allow, you know, bad practice is not illegal. And, but when, when a company, when an entity is going to take federal monies and attest to providing quality care for patients, and then does not use that money to take care of the patients, that's illegal. And until we can close up some of the loopholes I know New Jersey did identify to get transparency for uh, nursing homes changing ownership and making sure that, you know, they know who's who. Mm -hmm. Because when you if you go back and look at many, uh, try to find out who is an owner of some of these entities and, and it's it there's 20,000 shell companies. Yes. You know, again, it's not illegal to do that, but. That's that allows for bad operators. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have to just keep moving forward with that to try to get to the right people. I I, I want to have the opportunity to put it together and and identify to the right persons. You know, sometimes you only have one shot and I want to make sure that I'm I'm buttoned up and have everything in order. I have talked over years to different law offices about different situations. And again, it's never really on their radar. Yeah. It always has been seniors and the elderly have not, unfortunately, been at the top of the list, you know? Yeah. And that's unfortunate. Yeah, it is. And that's sort of like my mission. <laughs> um I don't know how it's all going to end up, but I'm going to just keep pushing and hopefully I'll get to the right. I'll get the right answers and we'll be able to get some good results. Well, let me know how I can help. <laughs> I will. <laughs> because I'm still fighting, too. Uh, you know, I'm not on the air every single day like I used to be during COVID, reminding people of what happened here in New York. Uh, to our elderly, but behind the scenes, believe me, uh, there have been meetings and phone calls and, um, you know, that's going to continue on my end. But 
you know, strength in numbers, Linda. You know, I, I want absolutely. I I'm just like it brings me to tears that someone like you is out there and you're still advocating for the elderly, the seniors that that you help every single day. Um, and it it brings me hope, you know, in a time where I am so worried about what's happening in the world uh, and that people aren't that they don't have their eye on the ball on some of the most important things that are impacting us as Americans. Um, but it gives me great hope when I talk to you um, who, you know, continues to try to raise awareness and do good. So I thank you. <laughs> I thank you for that. Well, thank well, thank you for having me on and allowing me the opportunity to speak with you. It's It gives me great hope mm. as well. And somebody actually listening. And that's really important. So I thank you for all, all that you do. I know you're doing some great stuff behind the scenes. So keep going. Well, it's, <laughs> it's slow, going. right? It's, it's the, uh, it's a marathon. It's not a sprint. Uh, it, it could, that's right. It, it'll take years. It could take decades, but man, I'm not giving up. Yeah. I'm, I'm not giving up either. So <laughs> but it's the journey, right? That's exactly I listen, I'm at the, I'm at the second part of my life's journey. So this is, this is a good, good spot. I don't have to figure out who I am anymore. I know who I am now. I just move forward with it. That's exactly so. it. I'm in the same club, sister. <laughs> um, well, to be continued. And I think, like I said, this story uh, and, and, you know, is, is complicated, but we have to try to understand it. And the bottom line is they're getting our information. They have our information and it's affecting our families. And if we don't do something, if we don't learn about this and say something, something worse is going to happen. Yeah, absolutely. Everybody needs to pay attention and understand, yeah. especially in our health world. Thanks again to Linda for spending time with us on the podcast today. We will be sure to keep in touch with Linda and stay on top of this incredibly important story. Because this kind of thing impacts all of us, and it might be a warning sign of things to come. We all need to be aware and vigilant when it comes to our privacy, our information, and taking care of ourselves and our families. Thank you to all of my listeners. If you have someone you think should make the Dean's List, let me know at Janice Dean on Twitter or Janice Dean FNC on Instagram. Or you can rate this podcast. Please subscribe, rate, and review to this podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or at foxnewspodcast.com. Listen ad-free with a Fox News Podcast Plus subscription on Apple Podcasts. And Amazon Prime members can listen to this show ad-free on the Amazon Music app. And don't forget to spread the sunshine. From the Fox News Podcasts Network. I'm Ben Domenech, Fox News contributor and editor of the Transom.com daily newsletter. And I'm inviting you to join a conversation every week. It's the Ben Domenech Podcast. Subscribe and listen now by going to foxnewspodcasts.com.